Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Fig and Farm at Home. I am so glad you're here. If you joined me live today or yesterday for the Cozy Home Workshop or watched the replay, thanks so much. It means a lot to me to know that you were not only invested in wanting to make change in your home, but that you were willing to do it with an hour of your time with me. So I really appreciate that so much. And I hope that you're going to make transformation happen, just like some of the people did inside of the workshop when they submitted their homework. You know who you are. All right, friends, today we are not giving a replay of the workshop, but if you want access to that, let me know. I'm happy to send you an email. Email me at hello at figandfarmathome.com and I will send you both of those replays or join the Facebook group and you can see the replays there. They are pinned at the top but we're going to talk about the key points from the workshop, the takeaways, the main things that you need to know if you're trying to make your home cohesive too. All right, enjoy today's show. We grew up with the phrase, home is where the heart is, but our culture has shifted and now the message is, home should be Pinterest perfect. I'm calling BS on that message. Home, it's not about the stuff, it's about the story. And whether you know it or not, your home is a reflection of you and is already saying something. So what is it that you want it to say? Hey, I'm Danny, a former first grade teacher turned home decorator. Going from a dual income to a single income so I could stay home with my babies meant budget, like ramen eating, Goodwill shopping budget. And I learned a few things along the way, like how to bring big style to your home without breaking the bank. And I'm sharing it all with you tips, tricks, decor, and design advice so you can learn to tell your story with your style, where you can start living free from the Pinterest perfect trap and start living a life of intention. Welcome to Fig and Farm at Home, where we design happy living and where it doesn't have to be perfect to be beautiful. All right, friends, if you missed the Cozy Home Workshop, there are three takeaways that you need to know when you're trying to make your home look cohesive too. Now, before you can even make it cohesive, I told my girls in the workshop this, you need to know your design style. I call it your aesthetic. And we're not gonna go into that today, but it is pivotal in understanding what things you need to choose. How do you go to Target or Home Goods or Crate and Barrel or Pottery Barn or wherever you go and you know what to pick out with confidence if you don't first know your design style, your design aesthetic. Can we make those things work in a cohesive way? inside of your home? Sure, we can. But if you keep going shopping and you go willy-nilly and you pick something that is farmhouse, then nautical, then industrial, then I'm running out of things modern and then organic modern and mid-century modern and all, it's going to look like a mishmash. It just is. So honing in on what your design aesthetic is, is key. Once you have a basic understanding, you don't have to know exactly what it is, but once you have a basic understanding of what you gravitate to over and over and over again, then you can make it look cohesive. That's where we are today. So the three takeaways, are you ready? Number one, repetition is the key to good design and cohesiveness. It just is. When you repeat design elements, you are going to have a greater chance of it looking like the choices you made were intentional rather than modge podge, rather than wishy-washy, rather than things just stuffed on a shelf or things just put out. You can tell that you like these different things, but there's nothing that connects them together to another element that makes it feel like it is intentional. And we want connection points all over your home. 
We want those connection points to be intentional so that it looks cohesive. Let me give you an example. I was sharing today in the workshop that one of my colors that I have inside of my home, it is not a primary color. It is not my foundational color. It is not my secondary color. I'll talk more about what those mean in just a minute. But this color is a color that happened to come in in the form of artwork. It's just a little bit teeny tiny, but I wanted it to make sure that it looked intentional, not like I randomly put this color, which is mustard, by the way, out on the shelf. I wanted it to look like it didn't, it's not hanging out on an island where there's no other connection to any other mustard elements. So I repeated it. I repeated it intentionally. So here's what it looks like in my home. I have a large piece of art sitting on top of my piano. That artwork, by the way, is very storied. It is connected deeply to the story of Mr. Fig and Farm and I. But in that in that photo, there's just a teeny tiny little bit of mustard yellow. So I had, when I had it framed, I had a teeny tiny little edging of matting placed underneath the white matting. So there's just a teeny tiny little bit of mustard yellow. It coordinates with the picture, but I didn't stop there. Otherwise, that yellow would not make any sense inside of my home. I have a mustard yellow tassel sitting on one of my table lamps inside of that same room. And then across the room, I have a teeny tiny little bit of mustard in these watercolors that I got on our trip to Paris. All of those are connection points that are leading back to each other. There's not a whole lot of mustard. Mustard is not a primary accent color in my home, nor a secondary. It is just something that happened to show up in this artwork that tells our story inside of our home. When you choose pieces that you absolutely love, sometimes, even when they are pieces you love and they are beautiful pieces, sometimes unknowingly, they can become bullies inside of your home. If I would have left that mustard there all by itself, it might have been okay, but the more I looked at it, the more I would have realized something needs to tie this in to make it make sense here, to make it look like it is grounded here, to make it look like it is an intentional, it is an intentional part of my decorating. And so I did three little teeny tiny little pieces here and there. All right, that is the one thing. Repetition is the key to design. And repetition really happens when you are repeating a color palette. Remember that what I said a second ago when I said the foundational color, the primary color, the secondary accent color, and your eyes might have glazed over. If you weren't in the workshop, you missed some pivotal teaching. But here's what I mean. The easiest way you can create a cohesive looking home, the easiest, is by painting your walls in all open concept areas one color. That's it. The easiest. That is your foundational color. I call it foundational because if you think about all of the space the walls take up in that open concept area, that is a lot of space. It's a lot. Now imagine this. Let's say I chose to paint all of those walls in my home alabaster. It's a light white or maybe a very light gray, which is actually the case in my home. If I took a look at all of those wall spaces that were that light gray, it would be about 60% of my color palette. And then I throw in all of the light color neutrals I have throughout my home in those same open concept areas. My blankets, my lampshades, my candles, my vases, 
my pillows, my blankets, did I already say blankets, my bookshelf, that's even more white. So I'm compounding a lot of light neutrals into this foundational color. It's not just my wall, but it is all of the other elements within the room or in the open concept area that have the same kind of base foundational color. Then I choose my primary accent color. What accent color do I have that appears most often? That is my primary accent color. For me, it is blue. And it's not just one shade of blue, it is lots of shades of blue. So I'm using lots of shades of blue as my primary accent color. That's appearing probably about 30% of the time. What is that? 60 plus 30 is 90. I have 10% left over. My secondary accent color is going to take up that 10%. What is it for me in my home? It's pink. So my color palette is 60% light neutrals, 30% blues, 10% pinks, equal 100% of my color palette. Choosing a color palette is a really important first step in creating a home that is cohesive. And if you don't know your color palette, take a look around. Just observe, start with your foundational color. What is the color of your walls? Is it repeating on each wall or is it something that is consistent? Consistency, like repetition, is the key to great design. And then what do you see? What do you notice that is happening more often? What, what primary accent color is showing up over and over and over again in that same open concept area? Now, can you take that same color palette and use it in rooms where it is still open concept, but you use your primary accent color on a wall instead of your foundational color? Sure. Yep, absolutely. Is it still part of your formula? Is it still part of your palette? Yes, yes you can. It's just that the ratios, the percentages are going to change in that one area of your home instead of having it all be your foundational color being on the walls. That's a little bit tricky. It's a little bit more nuanced. It is something that you can absolutely do. As long as those colors are within your color palette, you are going to be good. All right, the third thing the third main takeaway for how to make a cohesive looking home was that repetition is critical, but not just with colors, of course it is, but with other things too, like metals, wood tones, textures, little fine details like pom-poms on blankets. Repetition of design elements is going to be just as critical as the repetition of colors. So when I'm looking around that open concept area and I see five different metals used, oops, I might have a bully. I can remediate that pretty quickly by just changing out those metals and keeping it to one or two. Now, quick side note for those of you who might think, oh no, that's me. <laughs> what do I do? Having two metals is fine. You can do that. Having high contrasting metals is going to make your space look more refined and elevated than having two metals that are similar in tone. For example, pewter and brushed nickel. Maybe you would have brass and a flat black where those two are highly contrasting in colors. One is dark and deep, deep and grounding and the other is warm. So here's a little homework for you. Once you've determined what your color palette is and what those percentage rates go with each of the colors on your color palette, then I want you to start thinking about your design elements. Of course, we can take a bigger picture view. We know that color is one of the design elements. We know that metals is. We know that wood tones are. But what about the fine details? What about the things that are showing up here and there? Like the stripes that are appearing on the books that are sitting on your mantle. Do you have stripes anywhere else in your home? Anywhere else in that sight line? 
What about the little polka dot vase you have? Do you have polka dots anywhere else in your home? You're not just taking a look at those big things like metals and colors and wood tones. You're taking a look at those little things too. Being able to identify the big picture design elements as well as the teeny tiny little design elements is going to help you create an intentional looking, cohesive looking, put together home. So go on that scavenger hunt, see what you can see and make sure that those things are repeating inside of that open concept area. And then come on over to the Facebook group and tell me all about it. But the biggest takeaway of all is that we all start somewhere. And until we know better, we won't be able to do better. But now that you know, you can make intentional decisions. Let me tell you where I started all those years ago. In fact, I shared it inside of the Cozy Home Workshop. I shared it today in the pictures of my very first home 15 years ago. In these pictures, I was pregnant with my second kiddo, about ready to have him any day. So I want you to imagine, shut your eyes if you're not driving, keep them open if you are. (laughs) And I want you to imagine I'm taking you a tour of my home. You entered my home. If you were a friend, you entered on the side door, very charming. And you entered into a all glass room we called the sunroom and any part of the wall that was available was red it was a fire roasted tomato red in fact i think that was the name of the color and then you walked through a big case opening you could go down the stairs you could go left into the kitchen or right into the dining room i'm taking you right as you walk in you see another big window that goes almost floor to ceiling and in this room there is it used to be a blue purple but I painted over it to a taupey with a high blue undertone, or I don't know, maybe the blue was poking through. (laughs) And then you walked into a big cased opening into the living room. The living room was taupe, and it was not just taupe, it was taupe grass grass cloth uh, wallpaper. All of the furniture was lined against the wall. There was not really any focal point. It was very special. Oh, and by the way, there was bright red a really pretty red, but a shiny red handmade curtain that didn't go all the way down to the floor. Very special. And then you walked to the left into the kitchen. And in the kitchen was, it was lined with uh, honey oak cabinets, which were not too bad with brass knobs. And the walls were painted very Tuscan-like, mustard yellow with the sponge paint on top. And on the very tippy top above the cabinets, the header at the top was a strip of wallpaper border that were little fat Italian chefs. (laughs) Friends, this is where I started. This is where I started. And you know what? It was a cute home. It was a charming home. It was warm and comfortable. And if you came over, it wasn't cluttered. And we invited you in and we had good laughs and we had, we shared wonderful meals. It wasn't until I knew better that I could do better. What would I do with that home today? Oh my gosh, it would be absolutely gorgeous. The furniture I would have chosen, I chose then, I wouldn't have chosen now. The wall color, heck no. I would have made it. I would have followed my own advice and created a color palette. My color palette, there's no words. (laughs) But let me tell you what happened downstairs. Downstairs was very special because we had blue carpet. Yes, you heard that right, blue carpet. But not only did we have blue carpet, we had this really special drainage system in our home that 
I don't even really understand what it was, but we called it the beaver system. Not me. This is not my name for it. This is the name, I don't know, the drain guys gave it. And there was blue carpet. Blue, yes, blue carpet going six inches onto the wall. Yep, you heard that right, folks. <laughs> you, you heard that right. So if you were not at the Cozy Home Workshop, bummer, you missed out on those lovely pictures. We all start somewhere. And I'm laughing about it now because that was my reality. I didn't know better. But now that I do, I can do better. So friends, my question for you is, what are you living with in your home? What are you living with and what are you recognizing that you know that could be changed or you think it could be changed? You're here for a reason. You're listening to this podcast for a reason. You are tuning in. Maybe this is your first time. And hey, if it is, hi, welcome. My name's Danny, and I teach busy moms how to decorate their homes on a budget. <laughs> You're next. But some of you have been tuning in for a while, and some of you have been able to make action happen with just the podcast. And some of you have been reaching out and you've called me or you've you've popped into the Facebook group and you've asked questions and you're getting some answers bit by bit by bit. But some of you are ready to dive in. Some of you are ready to say, I know I can learn this. Hey, if Danny can learn it (laughs) 15 years ago with a red color wall and a blue color carpet, I can learn it. And yes, you can learn it. And here's how you can learn it. Home Design 101 is open. It is not for professionals. This is, I am not teaching people who want to learn how to be home decorators professionally how to do it. I'm teaching you. I'm teaching you mamas who are ready to make change in your home and you are overwhelmed. You are tired of coming home to a home that you can't stop feeling overwhelmed in. A home that you are embarrassed of. A home that you are, you walk into a room and you think, gosh, something looks off and maybe, maybe, where's the dynamite? Where is the dynamite? (laughs) You're ready for a change. You want to have a home that you delight in. You want to have a home where you can open the doors to the book club that you can finally say yes to saying, yeah, you come over for book club or bunko. I want to host you because I'm proud of what I see here. You don't need to show off. You don't need to have the next best thing or keep up with the Joneses, but you are proud of the rooms that you've created because it looks like you, it looks cohesive, it looks cozy, and you're doing it because you've learned. Because once you know better, you can do better. Home Design 101 is a self-paced course. It is different than what I offered last year. Some of you might be thinking, oh, it's the same thing. It isn't. It is much different. It is more accessible price-wise. It is not time-limited, and it's not space-limited. So if you and 15 friends want to take it, fantastic. There's room for everyone. You can do it at home. You can do it on an airplane. You can do it in don't tell, don't tell your boss. You can do it at work. You can take this course anywhere, anytime. You don't have a time limit. You don't have a 10 week time limit. You can do it whenever, anytime, and you have access to it until the course platform no longer exists. But the way course platforms are going, it's going to exist for a very, very, very long time. When updates happen, you get them. And the best part, you still have access to me. You have access to me every two weeks in a meeting similar to the Cozy Home Workshop, where we're meeting inside of our own private Facebook group, student-only Facebook group, 
and we're talking about what you need to talk about. We are looking at your rooms that you're doing. We're talking about the bullies that are in your room, creating your color palettes, working on picking your furnishings. We're doing it all together. And if we are not answering your question, I am doing more teaching inside, telling you how to go deeper and further and ask those questions that you don't know how to ask yourself. So friends, Home Design 101, it is open. It is officially open and it is ready for you. Joining now today through September 30th, you get $50 off. The code is Cozy Home. Easy peasy. Enter that in the checkout and you'll get $50 off. You can access that course by going to figandfarmathome.com forward slash home hyphen design hyphen 101 or going to the show notes and there will be links there. All right, friends, I hope to see you in class. I hope to see you make transformation happen. I hope to see you do better because now you know better. And if you have any questions, you know where to reach out. You can email me. You can reach out on Instagram. You can reach out in the Facebook group. Reach out because staying stuck in inaction is not doing better. All right, friends, until next time, I'll see you soon. Hey, real quick before you go, if you learned something new or found value in today's podcast, would you head over to iTunes to Fig and Farm at Home and leave a review and subscribe to the show? That would be awesome. And if you'd like to connect with my community of mamas who are learning to be intentional storytellers within their own homes, join us at bit.ly forward slash design 101 group. There's always more room at the table. See you soon.